So where does Miles get rank after being suspended indefinitely and hitting Mason Rudolph in the head with a helmet? Does the Defensive Player of the Year and Stefan Gilmore earn the number one spot here? And three big names got traded in the middle of the season last year. So where do Jalen Ramsey, Marcus Peters, and Minka Fitzpatrick fall? All that and more on episode number 22 of the Lunch Table Talk podcast. I want to start off by saying before I begin counting down my number 25 all the way to 1 players of the uh, of last season on the defensive side of the ball, I would like to say I would make sure you go back one episode and be sure to listen to that um, episode before you listen to this one, just in case there's like maybe a top five twenty or top twenty-five defensive player in your eyes. Um, maybe they're top thirty in my eyes. Just want you to get the whole perspective. Make sure I didn't miss anybody uh, too big. Make sure I didn't leave your favorite player off the list. So with that being said, let's get on to the top twenty-five players of on the defensive side of last year's NFL season. Starting off with number 25, I have Jalen Ramsey. In three games with Jacksonville and nine games with Los Angeles, he had one interception, five passes defended, 44 solo tackles, six assisted tackles, and in coverage he allowed 45 completions, a 62.2 completion percentage, and one touchdown. And he also made the Pro Bowl this season. Uh, You can tell he definitely wanted out of Jacksonville. He was very expressive with that on um, Instagram and Twitter and just pretty much everywhere on the field as well. And in the locker room, there was a lot of trade talks with him before he actually eventually got traded to Los Angeles. Um, Unfortunately, I don't think Los Angeles is going to do too well this season. Um, They do play in a very, very tough division, so... We'll have to see what Jalen Ramsey does. Um, well, he hasn't even played 10 games with uh, with the Rams yet, so we're going to have to see how he does in his new home of Los Angeles. Coming in at number 24, I have Cameron Jordan, defensive end from the New Orleans Saints. He had a career-high 15.5 sacks, which ranked him top three in the league, 37 solo tackles, 16 assisted tackles, 15 TFLs, which was top 10 in the league, 25 quarterback hits. He was the NFC Defensive Player of the Week for Week 13 and a Pro Bowler. Um, Jordan is a big personality off the field and makes big impact on the field. Um, if you've been listening for a while, you would know that that is my favorite type of players. Um, and it shows, certainly makes a big impact on the field at putting up just under one sack per game. Coming in at number 23, I have cornerback from the San Francisco 49ers, Richard Sherman. In 15 games, he had three interceptions, 65 interception return yards, and one pick six. He he defended 11 passes. He had 48 solo tackles, 13 assisted tackles, and in coverage, he allowed a 62.3 completion percentage, 387 yards, and one touchdown. He also had two interceptions and one forced fumble in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. Um, he was also a pro bowler this season. Um, oh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but Cameron Jordan was also a pro bowler. But Richard Sherman, this is a real resurrection for him. Uh, in his season with Seattle, the last, I'd say, one and a half to two seasons, he wasn't the Richard Sherman that we knew from the Super Bowl winning uh, Seattle Seahawks or the Legion of Boom. But being the 
being traded might have been the thing that he needed to um, get back on his feet. Um, new teammates, new surroundings. Um, still staying on the West Coast, but um, I think he needed a change of scenery and some new guys around him to succeed. 22, I have Colts linebacker Darius Leonard. He was he had five interceptions, which is very good for a linebacker, which put him top five in the league. He took one of those for a touchdown. Uh, he defended seven passes. He had five sacks, 71 solo tackles, 50 assisted tackles, seven TFLs, and he was also a pro bowler. Um, he was definitely the best player on the defensive side of the ball for Indy. Um, uh, the other players on that on um, Indy this season that could uh, dethrone him could be DeForest Buckner, but I'd have to take Darius Leonard over Buckner, um, at least for next season and the future. Um, but they're both both very, very good players. Um, he's nicknamed the Maniac for a reason, so um, he has a he already has a few Pro Bowls under his belt and Rookie of the Year, so off to a very, very good start. I can see longevity in his career for sure. At number 21, I have cornerback from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Joe Hayden. He had five interceptions, which is tied for top five. He had 59 solo tackles, nine assisted tackles, and in coverage, he allowed 44 completions, 53.7 completion percentage, and under 500 yards. He was also a Pro Bowl Pro Bowler this season. Um, this was Hayden's best season since uh, his 2013 campaign with the Cleveland Browns. It's hard to succeed when you're in Cleveland, only winning, or when he was in Cleveland, it's hard to um, put up amazing stats and have a high morale just because you're only winning like two games a season. They, When he was with them, um, he only won probably... I know they won zero games that one season. They only won one game the other season. Um, and then his other uh, seasons with Cleveland, they still weren't good. So um, he probably only won about 10 games, I'd say, in his whole career with Cleveland. And now with uh, now with Pittsburgh, he'll have a chance to um, get the wins that he deserves. Starting off the top 20, I had, and coming in at number 20, I have Tyron Matthew, safety from the Kansas City Chiefs. He had four interceptions, 12 passes defended, two sacks, 63 solo tackles, 12 assisted tackles, and in the playoffs he had three passes defended and 18 tackles. He was a all-pro safety this year, um, but not a pro bowler. Very strange how um, the NFL pro bowl selection process works. Um, along with the all-pro process, I think the all-pro uh, is a lot, lot better, um, but yeah, the Pro Bowl, you know, um, I talked about it a little bit last episode. You know, I think the Pro Bowl selection process is absolute garbage. Um, I should, everyone, everyone should know that. Everyone should say that because um, it's actually, it's very, very bad. Um, you know my uh, stance on that. Um, he was also a Super Bowl champ, of course. He played with the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Um, and he was also the AFC Defensive Player of the Month for December. Coming in at number 20, I have Marcus Peters from the Los Angeles Rams slash Baltimore Ravens. Of course, now he is with the Baltimore Ravens uh, for this next season. Like Hayden and Leonard, he had five interceptions, which put him tied for top five. He led the league in interception return yards with 210, and he also led the league in pick sixes and non-offensive touchdowns with three total. Um, one of those pick sixes, by the way, was... Uh, 89 yards long, which was second in the league, only behind Minka Fitzpatrick. 
He allowed 50 completions, a 55.6 completion percentage, and 597 yards. Uh, they only traded linebacker Kenny Young for a portable cornerback in, uh, in Marcus Peters. So, pretty good trade on the Ravens end, if uh, you ask me. He's also a Pro Bowler and a first-team All-Pro corner. Well-deserved Marcus Peters. Coming in at number 18, I have another Ravens corner. Guess who it is? Marlon Humphrey. And in his first uh, probably breakout season, um, even though he was a, he was a pretty solid player his first two seasons, but this year he was certainly different in a good way, of course. He had three interceptions, 14 passes defended, three fumble recoveries. He took two of those for a touchdown, so he had, uh, he had two touchdowns off fumble recoveries, which led the league. He had 91 fumble return yards, 53 solo tackles, 12 assisted tackles, and in coverage he allowed 51 completions, a 58 completion percentage, and three touchdowns. He was also, he's like Peters, he was a Pro Bowler and All-Pro, um, both first in his career. And although he's a cornerback, uh, not a safety like Earl Thomas, um, he and the rest of the Baltimore secondary is going to need to step up in Zach's absence. Uh, losing a player like Earl Thomas um, of that caliber is never easy, even though the uh, even though the Ravens secondary is very good, um, it hurts to lose a player like Earl Thomas. Coming in at number 17, I have defensive end from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cameron Hayward. He passes. He passed, defended six passes. He had one fumble recovery, one forced fumble, uh, nine sacks, 51 solo tackles, 32 assisted tackles, 11 TFLs, 23 quarterback hits. This is a very random stat, but uh, when Cameron Hayward is targeted as a defender, the opposing receiver averages negative three yards. Although he doesn't have a huge sample size, I think he was he was only put in coverage, and probably by accident, he was only put in coverage like three or four times. But um, uh, negative three yards, no corners can say that. But uh, still, still quite interesting. He was also a Pro Bowler and first team All Pro defensive end. Um, Kim Hayward has really been a staple of that Pittsburgh defensive line and entire defense for a long time coming. And he's still balling out, um, getting all pro selections in year nine. You love to see it. Older men or older guys can, older guys can still play, and I think that's uh, prominent uh, with Cameron Hayward and some other guys on this list. Coming in at 16, I have Eric Kendricks from the Minnesota Vikings. He had 12 passes defended, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, half a sack. Uh, 70 solo tackles, 40 assisted tackles, and the coverage he allowed 32 completions, a 53.3 completion percentage, and two touchdowns. And in the two games um, he played in the playoffs, he had one he had one interception and 13 tackles. Again, he was a Pro Bowler and All Pro member. Um, the stats may not jump off the page like, oh, he only had half a sack, uh, only 12 passes defended, and a few fumble recoveries. Um, tackles look good though, um, but they may not jump off the page. But pro, pro Football Focus and the advanced statistics, I really love Eric Kendricks. Um, he's a great coverage guy. Um, uh, yeah, just all around really, really good player. Underrated still in his sixth, I want to say, season. Um, don't exactly recall when he was drafted, but I feel like 
it was around 2013 14 so yeah eric kendrick's 16. starting off my top 15 i have miles garrett defensive end from the cleveland browns in only 10 games played he put up two forced fumbles 10 sacks 20 solo tackles nine assisted tackles 11 tfls and 18 qb hits very very good statistics for only playing 10 games um if you were to average it out um if he did play all uh 17 or no well if he did play all 16 weeks he probably would have been in conversation for the defensive player of the year but unfortunately um i don't know what got the best of him whether it was just not getting calls that night um uh rushing against uh pittsburgh um offensive tackles or or i really i really don't know what it was that was going through his head when he took his helmet off and beat rudolph's head in with it but um it's unfortunate to see because um garrett was a, a lot of players and um fans were fans of garrett um they people want to see the browns succeed and um it just sucks that garrett had to do um said thing um to the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback and Mason Rudolph. But, I mean, whatever, man. I think, luckily, the NFL, or I don't know, or, yeah, let me know. What do you think? Uh, does Miles Garrett deserve the indefinite suspension um, for the entirety of next season, or do you think, or are you happy that the NFL um, let him off easy and only suspended him for six games, and now he's going to be starting every game for the Cleveland Browns, hopefully, unless he does something stupid or gets injured, of course. Number 14, I have Khalil Mack, ex-Las Vegas Raider, or ex-Oakland Raider, actually. Um, Ex-Oakland Raider, current Chicago Bear defensive end. He had four passes defended, five forced fumbles, which put him top five in the league, eight and a half sacks, and his eight and a half sacks was only the second time in his career he had single-digit sacks. Pretty crazy. He had 40 solo tackles, 7 assisted tackles, 8 TFLs, 14 quarterback hits, 45 pressures, which put him top 5. Um, he was a pro bowler as well. Um, the Bears defense uh, didn't have the same success as they did in 2018-2019 season, but players like Khalil Mack and Eddie Jackson still performed at a very, very elite level. I think they'll continue to do so, um, although Khalil Mack is getting up there um, approaching double-digit seasons now. I believe if, I'm, if I don't, if my sources are correct, um, he's creeping up to his 10th season, um, should be there soon enough, and the uh, Bears lost Robert Quinn, so they're going to need to step up, they also lost Nick Kwiatkowski, so players like Khalil and Eddie, um, they continue to perform at a high level, they just need the other guys around them to um, perform even better than they already have been. Coming in at 13, I have Luke Keekley, ex-linebacker for the Carolina Panthers. He had two interceptions, 12 passes defended, 81 solo tackles, 63 assisted tackles, and one safety, which tied for the league best. Um, in coverage, he allowed 46 completions, a 67.6 completion percentage, and one touchdown. He ranks top five in total tackles. Um, it's very unfortunate that he retired such a young age of 29 but I, I do understand why he did so um whether it was his uh physical health mental health um or all of the above um i do understand why 
guys like Keekley and Andrew Luck do have to retire early, although it sucks for the franchises and fans. Um, it makes sense why they have to do so. Coming in at number 11, I have defensive end from the Los Angeles Chargers, Joey Bosa. He had one forced fumble, 11 and a half sacks, which put him top 10 in the league. 47 solo tackles, 20 assisted tackles, 18 TFLs, 31 quarterback hits, and 54 pressures. Wow. Which put him first in the league. Um, he was also the AFC Defensive Player of the Week for Week 8, and he earned himself another Pro Bowl selection. Young career, Joey Bosa's got uh, putting up crazy numbers as a youngin, um, and he has been since his rookie year where he won uh, the Defensive Rookie of the Year award. So Joey Bosa will continue uh, to put up crazy numbers in Los Angeles. Um, doesn't get a lot of recognition just because he is in... Chargers franchise where honestly they don't have too many fans I know um, I do actually know a few Chargers fans I know that's kind of hard to believe <laughs> me living in Maryland but yeah I do um, and the Chargers I don't know I mean it's hard to say I don't know why they don't get a lot of um, a lot of press it's probably or fans that is not press but um, I think it's because Los Angeles didn't really want another team. They were content with uh, the Rams coming over. Um, I think they wanted them to just stay in San Diego. Moving on to the top 10, and coming in at 10, I have Zadarius Smith from the Green Bay Packers. He had one forced fumble, 13 and a half sacks, 41 solo tackles, 14 assistant tackles, 17 TFLs, and 37 quarterback hits and 50 pressures, which is top five in the league. In two playoff games, he also had two sacks, seven tackles, and four quarterback hits. A very underrated season for Smith um, and a very underrated career at that. Um, I don't think he gets enough recognition for what he does. Um, I'm just happy the Ravens don't have him anymore because Z Smith on that squad would be a very, very scary sight with Judon, with Queen, with Calais Campbell, I'm just listing off all their crazy good players. With Humphrey, with Peters, with uh, who else? Michael Pierce, with B. Will. I mean, that's. I mean, every one of their defensive players is really, really good, and they don't even have real Thomas anymore. So that's a scary sight, especially if you add Z. Smith to that squad. I mean, sheesh. But yeah, Zedary Smith and Preston Smith were a very, very good duo in the linebacker group for Green Bay last season. Number nine, I have Shaquille Barrett from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Shaq actually didn't even start in any games last season, let alone get t close to 20 sacks like he did this season. But other than his 19.5 sack performance this season, he had one interception, six forced fumbles, which put him top three. 19.5 um, sacks, like I said, which did lead the league. He had 45 solo tackles, 13 assisted tackles, 19 TFLs, which put him second in the league, 37 quarterback hits, 51 pressures, which was top three in the league, and he was also the NFC Defensive Player of the Week for Week 2, and the NFC Defensive Player of the Month for September. Tampa is very lucky um, that they had the biggest breakout player from defense and offensive, and the offensive side of the ball, um, in Chris Godwin and Shaquille Barrett. Um, 
It does suck, though, that Shaquille Barrett didn't get the All-Pro nod. Um, did he get the Pro Bowl? Um, if he didn't get the Pro Bowl, that would be a sight to see. Um, I mean, wow. They give Xavier Rhodes the Pro Bowl, but not uh, Shaquille Barrett. I don't have it written in my notes, but I just want to check. Because that would not be good if he didn't make the Pro Bowl. Let me see. I feel like he did. Did he? Okay, good. Okay, he made the Pro Bowl. I just didn't write it down. Thank gosh. That would not be good if he did not make the Pro Bowl. Moving on from Shaq Barrett and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Coming in at 8, I have Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, safety from the Miami Dolphins slash Pittsburgh Steelers. He played two games with Miami and 14 with Pittsburgh, and he put up five interceptions, which was tied for um, top five in the league. Um, and those five interceptions, he combined for 130 return yards and one touchdown. He also had the longest pick six in, this, in the league this season at 96 yards. He had three fumble recoveries, which he took one for a touchdown. He had 44 solo tackles, 25 assisted tackles, he made the Pro Bowl and the All-Pro team in only his second season. The trade between Miami and Pittsburgh was it was an interesting one. Uh, Miami did get to see, did get to receive a, um, a first-rounder. I'm not sure who they wasted, or not wasted, I shouldn't say that. I'm not sure who they spent it on, whether well, it was that um, corner, Noah, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name, but it starts with I, Noah I, out of some purple college, I don't really know. Or Austin Jackson, um, the offensive tackle. Um, I'm not sure which one uh, they got from that, but I think it was Austin Jackson, the offensive tackle. Um, but hey, um, do you think uh, Austin Jackson's going to get a Pro Bowl and all pro in his second season? I don't know. Um, it's probably hard for Miami to see that they traded away a bona fide star already. Coming in at number seven, I have Daniel Hunter from the Minnesota Vikings, a defensive end. He had three forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, 14 and a half sacks, 52 solo tackles, 18 assisted tackles, 15 TFLs, 22 quarterback hits, in two playoff games, he had one forced fumble, two and a half sacks, and 10 tackles. One of the most underrated players, not only on defense, but defense, offense, special teams, the whole league. Um, He's really been the only thing on Minnesota that's been consistent, if I'm being honest. Um, he also made a Pro Bowl this season. Coming in at number six, I have defensive end slash linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, TJ Watt. He had two interceptions, eight passes defended, uh, eight four fumbles, which tied the league high. He had four fumble recoveries, which put him top ten in the league, 14 and a half sacks, which is top five in the league. 37 solo tackles, 20 assisted tackles, 14 TFLs, 36 quarterback hits, 59 quarterback pressures, which did put him first in the league. He was the AFC Defensive Player of the Month for December. He was an All-Pro member and a Pro Bowler. Um, he's a heavy favorite for next year's Defensive Player of the Year, as he should be. Moving on to the top five defensive players of last season's NFL season. Coming in at five, I have Trey White from the Buffalo Bills. He had six interceptions, which tied the league high. He had 17 passes defended, which put him top five as well. Um, two forced fumbles, one sack, 48 solo tackles, um, 10 assisted tackles. He allowed 45 
completions, a 50% completion percentage, and zero touchdowns. Although the NFC East doesn't have great receivers, or the AFC East, my bad. Although the AFC East doesn't have great receivers, allowing zero touchdowns is still a very, very big feat for any corner. He was the AFC Defensive Player of the Week for Week 7 and 15, and he was also a Pro Bowler and an All-Pro member. Coming in at number 4, I have linebacker from the Arizona Cardinals, Chandler Jones. He had 5 passes defended, 8 forced fumbles, which tied the league high, 3 fumble recoveries, 19 sacks, which was 2nd in the league, 42 solo tackles, 11 assisted tackles, 11 tackles for loss, 26 quarterback hits. He was the NFC Defensive Player of the Week for Week 7 and 16, and the NFC Defensive Player of the Month for December. He was also, like most players on the on this 25 list, a Pro Bowler and an All-Pro member. I think Jones is finally getting the recognition he deserves after 7 to 6 years. 7, or, ugh, can't speak. I think he's finally getting a recognition he deserved after six, seven years of elite play, which I'm very happy to see. Coming in at number three, big three, I have safety from the New York Jets, now with Seattle, Jamal Adams. In 14 games, he had one interception, which he took for a touchdown, uh, one fumble recovery, which he also took for a touchdown, uh, seven passes defended, two forced fumbles, Six and a half sacks, 61 solo tackles, 14 assisted tackles, 10 tackles for a loss, 13 quarterback hits, and in coverage he allowed 21 completions, 55.3 completion percentage, and less than 200 yards. Um, he plays safety, but he can 1v1 like a corner, pass rush like a back linebacker, and blitz like a defensive end. I mean, when you talk about athletic freaks, Jamal Adams is one of the guys you should think of. Um, I'm expecting big things out of President Jay in Seattle. Coming in at number two, will it be the Defensive Player of the Year, or will he be one? Well, there's only two players left, and I think you can guess who the two are. But coming in at number two is not the Defensive Player of the Year. That would be Aaron Donald coming in at number two spot. He had two passes defended, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, 12 and a half sacks, 29 solo tackles, 19 assisted tackles, 20 tackles for a loss, which tied for the league high, 24 quarterback hits, and one safety, which tied for the league high. Um, no player got more than two safeties this season, or more than one safety, actually. Um, so, yeah, there was a bunch of guys. Everyone that got a safety got tied for the league high. So, <laughs> there's that. Um, he was a Pro Bowler and an All Pro member. Um, AD, personally, is my second best player in the NFL if you're talking. Um, like ranking for next season and accounting what they did last season and projections and all that. Um, second best player in the league behind Patty Mahomes. Um, another athletic freak uh, like Jamal, not to say that um, some NFL players aren't, but Donald is hashtag built different, you know. So, by the way, I was watching this man's YouTube channel. Kid's crazy. Um, also, this kid looks just like him. Watch out for Lil' Aaron Donald. Um, I'm not sure his name, but watch out for him in the NFL, even though he's like four right now. But yeah, watch out. Um, when you're uh, when you're older, um, remember that I uh, warned you about uh, baby Aaron Donald. Okay, so look out. Coming in at number one, you should have guessed it. I have Stephon Gilmore, cornerback from the New England Patriots. 
He had six interceptions, which tied for the league high, two pick sixes, 126 interception return yards, which put him top five in the league, 20 passes defended, one fumble recovery, 44 solo tackles, nine assisted tackles, and a coverage he allowed 51 completions, a 50.5 completion percentage, and zero touchdowns. Um, he was the AFC Defensive Player of the Month for October, a Pro Bowler, an All-Pro member, and he won Defensive Player of the Year. Another absolute freak of nature. I do think he will repeat, do, or do I think he will repeat the same success this season? Defensive Player of the Year back-to-back? I do not. Do I think he will still be a top three to five cornerback? Absolutely. So, that will conclude today's episode. Um, top 10 is looking like Sedarius Smith at 10, Shaquille Barrett, followed by Minka Fitzpatrick, Daniil Hunter, TJ Watt, Tredavis White, Chandler Jones, Jamal Adams, Aaron Donald, and Stephon Gilmore. So, next season, our next episode is going to be a fun one. I'm going to be doing my NFL standings predictions. It's either going to be that or it's going to be the um, my award predictions plus playoff bracket. Um, we'll have to see um, which one I finish up first. So, like I said, it's going to end this episode. Hope you did enjoy that one. Look out for episode um, 23, big 23, lucky number 23. Um, so, yeah, look out for that for sure. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, sure to leave a five-star rating down below if you're on spotify drop me a follow anchor drop me a follow or anywhere else um i'm not sure what any other uh podcast apps do but um drop me a follow subscription five stars you you already know so i will see you in episode 23 hopefully um that was my top 25 defensive players of the year um be sure to go listen to other podcast episodes. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.